For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Fallon Zoe, and we're going to explore Facebook organic reach, how to develop a really engaged and loyal following using very non-traditional strategies. Almost nothing about what you're going to hear today is something that you've heard before. I think you're going to be fascinated by today's discussion, and I hope you really enjoy it. By the way, if you want to reach me, I'm on Instagram at Stelzner, or you can email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. And now let's transition over to this week's interview. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Fallon Zoe. If you don't know who Fallon is, you need to know who she is. She's an organic reach expert who specializes in Facebook. Her Facebook-focused membership community is called The Secret Mermaid Cove, and it's for female business owners. Fallon, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me on. I'm excited, pumped, and ready to dive into some organic reach hacks. Well, I am very excited to have you. Today, Fallon and I are going to explore how to develop an engaged, organic following on Facebook. Yes, you heard that right. Organic Facebook. Yoo-hoo! I know you all wanted to hear about this, and you're going to love what we're going to be sharing today. Fallon, before we go there, love to hear your story. How in the world did you get into communities and Facebook and growing, following, you know, outside of Facebook groups, by the way, folks, this is not a Facebook group only kind of discussion. So tell us your story. How in the world did you get into this whole thing that you're doing right now? Okay, so great question, because like, where did it all start? And I would say it really started in my long before Facebook I always enjoyed like if we ever, who remembers MySpace? (laughs) I loved MySpace. That was always a huge platform that I enjoyed. That was when I was in high school. And so that kind of started my love of social media. I got the bug on uh, MySpace. And so when Facebook came out, I didn't initially like it at all. And my spouse at the time had to create my account for me and get it started. But I always liked marketing and I always liked the social media aspect and be able to communicate with people online. So I always enjoyed that. And 
I started marketing on Facebook when I actually saw somebody doing live video on Mm. Facebook shortly after it launched. And I was like, this is mind-blowing because they were sitting in their kitchen. They were just using their mobile phone, sitting in their kitchen and having just a regular old conversation. And they had like 50 people watching them live and they were just talking to people, chatting it up. And I was like, what is this? And I was in traditional business at the time. And it would be, I would be lucky to have 50 people walk into our store in one day. Mm-hmm. And they just had 50 people sitting there watching them online, talking to them. I was like, this is like magic. What is this? And so I started diving into like, what is live video? And I, I started a video challenge. Somebody else was hosting a live video challenge for 30 days. And I jumped into that. And then I, after the 30 day video challenge, I decided to keep going. Mm. And that's what really started the exploration of Facebook and how to use Facebook and how to get out there on social media. Real quick question. Do you remember approximately what year that was? And do you remember what you were talking about when you were going live on Facebook for that challenge? I think that was 2016 when I started. And when that video challenge was, it was shortly after live video launched on Facebook. And what I first started talking about was just what I knew at the time was how to market, Mm. how to market and how to connect with people. And I was really just giving like business tips because previous to Facebook, I had been in business for myself on and off and entrepreneur for a couple years. So I started sharing those tips, the, the small little wins that I had, like anything that I was knowledgeable about, I started just sharing and it was pretty random. I didn't have much of a strategy behind it at all. And what kind of business were you in back then? So when I started on Facebook, I was in network marketing. Hmm. And, but before that I had a, my own jewelry business. And so I created, I made my own jewelry and then I started, we actually did wholesale. So we sold that jewelry to stores throughout the U.S. and traveled all over. And it was very hard. (laughs) I'll put it that way. It was very hard having a business and then doing wholesale only and then driving to all those locations to sell your inventory and create orders and all that stuff. And it was just my husband and I running that business. And we were always wondering, like, how do we use the internet to kind of make this happen? So we were always open to ideas of how the internet worked, but nothing ever really kind of fell into place for us. And then we got into network marketing after that because we were looking for some other types of business options to be able to leverage our time more. And then all this Facebook stuff started happening with me and I saw somebody else having success on social media and using it for their business, I was like, why don't we try this just to be able to get more exposure? So we're not running all over God's creation, trying to talk to people. So you went live for that challenge and then fast forward a little bit in the story, like what happened after that? After the video challenge for 30 days, it came down to that day 31. I mean, if you think about doing anything for 30 days, it takes a lot of commitment, whether it's drinking water every day or doing a live video every single day or whatever. For 30 days consecutively, you do the same action no matter what. So I was very committed to the process. And on day 31, can anybody relate to this listening that you get squirrel brain and you have 
like you want to start all these different projects. Typically, I would start a project and I would stick to it for about 30 days. And then I would find another project and then I'd be on to the next thing, uh, my little squirrel brain running around everywhere. And I would never finish anything. And I always started, I started everything and I never finished anything. This was me. And it was very frustrating, but that was just my track record. So that day 31 is where I just made that decision of, okay, do I keep going even though I don't have to, even though it's not a part of a challenge anymore, or do I just let this be another habit? And I decided to keep going and I didn't, you know, plan to be doing this now for four years, but I was excited about it. I was excited that I had, like, I was actually having fun again with something. And so I just kept going. So what are you doing now? So now I teach other people how to get started on Facebook. (laughs) And that's, it's turned into this whole branch. Like it all started from doing a 30 day video challenge and just being open to trying something new. And now I actually teach other people how to pretty much start how I started. I've never run an ad on Facebook or any social media platform or anywhere. I've never run an ad. And I've been able to build a community. I have to total it all up now. But our Facebook page just hit over 20,000 follows and without any advertising. So I'm teaching people how to do how, how I started and be able to, whether they want to build a personal brand or just apply it to their business that they're helping somebody else run, whatever it may be, but apply the elements that I've learned of how to grow organically. And now I just teach other people how to do the same. Well, what I think is exciting about what you've done is, and we really haven't touched on this yet, but you've done a great job of, and it's not just live video, obviously that's just what kind of got you started, right? But you've done a great job of developing a loyal following that is with you, right? And they follow you and they want to hear from you and they appreciate you and they become customers of you and they evangelize for you. And that's what I think so many of us want. And that's kind of what those of us that have been around for a while, like me, had in the early days. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember 2009 when I started this company, it was very easy to develop a community on Facebook organically. I mean, I don't even think there was ads back then. You know, it was super, super easy, but now it's not easy. And what I love about your story is you have successfully done this and helped a lot of other people do this without any advertising at all and not even necessarily with Facebook groups. So what I want to know from your perspective is why do you think on Facebook today community building is still important? Because so many people that come on this show and so many people in our industry say the only way to get to anyone on Facebook is through ads. Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear from your perspective, like, let's talk about the community side of it. Why is that so important and why Facebook? Well, that's really why social media was created. If you think about the core concept of it is it's people connecting with other people and feeling like they're noticed and feel like they're a part of something, right? Right. I don't know how old this study was, but there was a study done and people typically check their phones and check social media within 15 minutes of waking up in the morning because they want to feel like they're connected to somebody on the other end, that they feel like people post to social media so other people can respond and they feel like their voice is heard. Mm -hmm. So community is really the core at what social media is. It's not just called media. That would be TV, 
It's called social media. And so thinking that advertising is the only way to get exposure is not true. And build and and when I say community, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't have to be Facebook groups. I encourage people to build community in as much as much public setting as possible. So that way they have more reach, more exposure, and more people can find them. Groups is a great way to, you know, build anything, but don't think that you have to build a Facebook group in order to build community. Community is just people feeling like they're a part of something. And, you know, we're recording this uh, in the middle, well, in late April of 2020, which is we're still on lockdown, most of America from COVID-19. And I don't know about your community, but it certainly seems as if my community is spending a heck of a lot more time on Facebook these days. <laughs> are Absolutely. You, are you finding that to be true as well? Yes. And it's funny because I'm experiencing this too. It's like more people are online, but we're all, it's really unusual time in the world, not just in the US, wherever you're listening to this is everybody is going through the exact same thing at the same time. I'm 33 years old. So I don't know if anything like this has happened before and where we had the internet to be able to experience it together and communicate together. Cause like we've had pandemics before, but not a way to communicate with other people like we do now. So it's definitely a unique time in history and a lot of people are online. So in your opinion, is it possible? And I kind of already know the question answer, but tell us why it's possible to have a successful community on Facebook without Facebook ads? Because people like to talk about what they enjoy. I work with all women. So like the Secret Mermaid Cove is our private coaching community. <laughs> I don't know if a guy wants to be a mermaid, but <laughs> so it's, I just focus on all women. Our Facebook page is Lady Tribe. And, you know, that's a part of branding and knowing what my message is. But why it's possible is people love talking about what they enjoy. They love inviting other people that they know to come experience something that they also enjoyed. You know, just the other day I was in a Facebook group and I'm considering getting rid of my drip coffee maker and trying a different kind of coffee making process. And like everybody was joined in on this conversation inside this Facebook group and just openly started recommending brands and links without any sort of you know, commission attached or anything. It's just, they just, people like just sharing what they enjoy. If you find a new TV show that you really enjoy, you post about it on Facebook and you want everybody else to watch it with you. So if you tap into that, what makes people want to talk about something, then that's way, you know, word of mouth. That's incredibly, word of mouth is always more powerful than paid advertising if you know how to leverage it. Very cool. For the record, my kids watch Mako Mermaids, which uh, anybody out of Australia is going to know what that is. It's some sort of a, <laughs> like a soap opera for kids and they have a guy mermaid in there. <laughs> oh, there you go. See? Merman. We yeah, call those yeah, mermen. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyways, I don't know what they call them, but my kids are totally addicted to that show. <laughs> so random diversion. So getting back to uh, this conversation, we've talked about your story. We've talked about why... Facebook in particular is an amazing platform for developing community and that you don't need to do advertising and you don't even actually have to use Facebook groups. So what I would love to spend some time digging in on with you is how do we go about creating more organic reach and exposure? Um, let's step through maybe some of your strategy. Where do you want yeah. to start? 
Okay, so I, and I just go th- walk people through the process that of what I did. And you can take bits and pieces of this and, you know, make it work best for you of what you're trying to build. So I started everything on my personal profile. And the reason why, especially if you're developing a personal brand, um, if you're working for somebody else and you're in the marketing team, you're going to be able to apply some of the things in my the later part of my strategy here. But if you're building a personal brand or if you have a small business, is don't overlook your personal profile and start there. I always say if if you can't attract people to you for free on your personal profile where you have an advantage, then you're going to have a hard time attracting people to you on a business page where it is harder to get reach and you don't have any audience built there yet. Like if you don't know how to attract people to you, whatever social media platform you use or anything, you're going to have a hard time. So the first skill is learning how to attract people to what you're doing. Let's talk about this a little bit because I run a company called Social Media Examiner and I also, I guess, have a personal brand, which is me. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel sometimes uncomfortable talking about myself on my personal profile. For example, uh, while we're recording this, uh, we've got a course out by me called Becoming Well-Known, which will be closed by the time everybody hears this. But, you know, I'm struggling to figure out creative ways to talk about the topics that I'm interested in talking about without coming across as too promotional. So, mm-hmm. so let's talk, like, give us some creative ideas of what we can do with our personal profile to create community around a topic. Um, because I think there's a lot of people that would be interested in that. Yeah. So I had to shift when I started using Facebook for a purpose, you know, are you using Facebook as a tool or a toy? And that's the first place to start. So if you're using it as a tool in your tool belt, well, then you need to know how to use the tool and quit using it like a toy. And majority of people on, I look at Facebook users as two different ways. You have creators and you can have consumers. When we first start our Facebook account, we're typically just consumers. We're on the platform just to, you know, fiddle fart around and like, oh, what's this? I don't know what I'm doing, but just, hey, here I am. And when you shift into becoming a creator and creating content on social media for a purpose, you need to have that same shift in your mindset when using your personal profile. When that was for me was about 2016. And, you know, I just had friends and family and a bunch of... I was using social media, Facebook at the time. I have a bird and I'm like the crazy bird lady. So I joined all these Facebook groups. We should say it's a rather large bird that sometimes sits on (laughs) your shoulder, you know? Yes. And he's part of my brand and everything. Like he's 28 years old. He's going to be around for a long time, 80 plus years um, he should live. So fingers crossed. But so when I was on Facebook, just as a consumer, I enjoyed using being a part of Facebook groups and all my people on my friends list, majority of them were other bird people. And when I made the shift into using Facebook for business and using it in a different way as a tool instead of a toy, I had a lot of people on my friends list giving me pushback. Hmm. of like, oh, you know, like when I did that 30 day video challenge, oh, Fallon, I thought you were just this nice bird girl. <laughs> now you're some businesswoman. Who do you think you are? There was the, some people made those types of comments and I had to think about it. And I was like, okay, why are they here? Why are they on my friends list? They're on my friends list because I met them through the bird community. I've changed. 
So I need to change who I'm around Mm -hmm. and I'm going in a different direction. So I went through my friends list and I deleted everybody that had like a picture of their bird of their, in their profile picture, gone. (laughs) I just like mass deleted everybody, go away because I'm shifting directions. I'm looking for a new audience, new community. And if I would have stayed in the space of, oh, well, I don't want to upset anybody and I don't want to, oh, they're right. They're there to see bird stuff, but I'm not creating bird stuff anymore. I'm shifting. And so I had to rebuild my audience on my personal profile, which is going to be one of my points of my strategy is networking. And I'm going to talk about that last, but networking is a huge piece of growing and rebuilding any kind of community or audience is you either pay for your traffic or you create your traffic. Let's talk about how we can create traffic. Let's get into that create stuff for just a little bit here. Like dig in a little bit on, give us a couple of tips of what kind of things we could create specifically on our personal profile. So to create traffic is number one, who's on your friends list? Like we were just talking about, you know, do you need to do some cleanup of who's there in the first place? Now, if you're starting at a kind of like a blank slate and you're wanting to rebuild is where are you hanging out on Facebook that you're going to find similar or if you're going to be a creator on Facebook, who's going to be your consumers? And you have to think about where is my consumer, whatever it may be. And you could go to Facebook groups. You could go to, I personally like going to other business pages, but I like thinking outside the box. So most people think, well, I'm in social media marketing. So I'm going to go hang out on social media marketing pages. Problem is, is everybody else hanging out on those pages are other creators for social media marketing. Typically, they're there to learn social media marketing. And it's kind of like, you don't want to be networking with a bunch of other sharks. You want to get outside the box and you want to go swim in a different part of the ocean where there's fish. And so know where to meet the right people. If I am a social media trainer, marketer, coach, I would want to go hang out on pages about, you know, like beauty. I'm a, I'm a girl, so I'm looking to attract other women. So maybe I'm going to hang out on beauty pages because a lot of the girls on beauty pages, they're to learn makeup. And some of them are going to want to start their own beauty brands. Some of them are going to want to create their own social media beauty following. And I can help them how to do that and network with them. So a lot of it is... Commenting on the posts on on other pages is really what you're saying? Mm, Kind of. So I like to... Here's a hack of all hack. If you can get this down, you will be able to build organically on any social media platform that will ever be in the future is learn how to get notifications in other people's notification inbox thingy, whatever it is, and with your name attached to it. So how I can get notifications on other people's profile is if I, let's say somebody commented on a page, like, oh, that lipstick looks awesome. I could reply to the comment. That would give the person a notification. I could like the, like or react to the comment. If somebody is tagged in a comment somewhere, like maybe they tagged a friend, I could react to the comment. Now two people are going to get a notification. If I Anytime I see somewhere that like there's multiple people tagged in a comment is I'm all over it. I will react to it and I'll respond in the comments. You know, just something nice, not spammy, obviously. But let's say 20 people are tagged in a comment, all 20 people are going to get a notification from me. And I just completely leveraged my time. 
And then the other way that I like to focus on more is I like going to other people's profiles directly. So let's say the business page that I'm on is just the middle ground. I like to see who's interacting, who's commenting, who's giving heart reactions on the posts. And I there's a whole list. Like when somebody reacts to a post, it gives you all the different reactions. I go straight to the heart list and I go to each person's profiles and I go and like and comment on their profile directly. And then I wait for people to send me a friend request back. And I think it's a lot more open instead of just sending, you don't want to mass friend request people, especially on Facebook. It's not really effective. Are you using a certain tool to allow you to get these notifications? No, I'm just face, just my Facebook app. So you're just searching, for example, for certain topics and stuff like that? So like, are you meaning like how to find certain pages of like where to go? Yeah. Unless I misinterpreted you, it sounded like what you're doing is you're finding people that are interested in whatever you're talking about and having comments on their posts, regardless of whether you're friends with them. Am I hearing that right? Yeah. So I just go to the search bar on Facebook and then I like doing it maybe from a computer. You can do it from mobile also, but you just go to the search bar on Facebook and then type in, let's say the word organic. Hmm. And then you can refine your search to only show the results that are for pages or for groups. And I like going to pages. I like hanging out there more, but you can do groups also. You just have to request the group and, you know, all that. It's sometimes a little bit longer process. And then I go to the page. I like to go to verified pages just because they're typically bigger and they create regular content. And then I just go through the content that the page is creating. And I look to see who's engaging on that page. And I focus on who's my target audience, women, maybe women in a a certain age group and typically in the U.S., but doesn't have to be. And I'm looking for consumers. So I'm looking for people who, if they're interactive on somebody else's page, I see it as this person could be interactive on my page, as long as it's similar or content that they would be interested in. Like they're a good engager. And that's what I'm looking for. Awesome. So let's zoom into the next part of your strategy. So far, we've talked about how you use your personal profile to kind of make connections. What else do we need to know? Now that you've learned how to use your personal profile and create attractive content, I like to leverage Facebook events. And this is a way of kind of putting some gasoline on your content that you're already creating. And you can do, you can do create, Facebook events from your personal profile or from your business page. If you are building a personal brand and you're starting on your personal profile, then start hosting events on your personal profile. If you're on a page, you can obviously do it on the page. Just note, as of currently, in order to create an event on your personal profile, you have to do it from a computer. I don't know why, but it doesn't let you do it from mobile. And it's a way to, you can send out invites to your friends list for the event, but it also helps you kind of turn your content that you're doing already into a little bit more of a structure and you can do a little bit more like a series and you can see who's interested and in your content by who clicks going or interested on the event. And you can focus on those people more, be more interactive with those people on their profile. You know, don't just think that other people are going to, oh, I'm King Tut and everybody should just like and comment everything I do, but I shouldn't engage with anybody else. You have to engage with other people. Otherwise they're going to get, it's just a one-sided, you know, conversation relationship. So you can see who's kind of interested in what you're doing. And it also helps you learn as the creator 
how to structure your content a little bit better and how to promote something, which is really important. If there's one skill that I wish more marketers or just business owners would learn is how to promote things better. And learning how to promote a Facebook event is a great way to, you know, build some of those skills. So just so we're clear, you are taking a Facebook event and whether you have a page or a profile, you're you're using either your personal profile or your page to create the event. But how are you getting people to RSVP for the event? And it's a live video that we're coupling with an event. We should clarify that, right? Yeah. So let's just use a business page as an example, because I think a lot of people here probably already have business pages, is you create the event from your business page. And let's say all of the people that you have been networking with on your personal profile, you can post about the event on your personal profile. You can also co-host the Facebook event as your personal profile, even though it's hosted by your page. Hmm. So that helps a little bit. You can invite people from your personal profile friends list to your page event, which is cool. So now you're using profile and page together and it's helping you kind of bridge. Everybody always asks me like, how do I get people from my profile to my page? Hosting events is a great way to do that because you can invite friends, your friends list to your event on a page or if it's hosted on your profile. So that's one way to bridge some of that. So like I do like, let's say just a week long series on XYZ topic and it starts on Monday, ends on Friday, you know, grand finale days on Friday. By the way, if you ever do any events, make sure that all your juicy stuff is always the first day. Don't leave your awesome stuff for the last day because most people won't make it to the end of the event mm-hmm. is the most time you're going to have everybody's attention is that and you create courses like they're most excited about the very first lesson. Right. And that's when you're going to have most of their attention. So you want to pour it on them. Like what's all the really good juicy stuff. And if you really lay it on the first day, they're more likely to invite more people on the first day versus the last day. Just to be clear, are you going live on the event page or are you simply using the event to gather up the audience and then ultimately you're going live somewhere else? Yeah. So I go live on your page or on your profile directly. And then while I'm live, I'll share it into the event. I see. So So that way, everybody inside the event, anytime the events are really cool because it's almost like a mini or a pre Facebook group where everybody gets notifications anytime you post to the event. Yes. It's a way to hack the algorithm. It's super powerful people. And, you know, we definitely used to use uh, Facebook events and Facebook groups for social media marketing world. And, and the great news is when you have RSVP for an event and the administrator posts, everybody gets notified in the world notification thing, right? It's like, that's the secret sauce to it all. So it's like they're getting an email in their inbox. It's almost impossible for them to miss. But what I love that you're doing is you're using it as like a way to get to know people better, right? I mean, that's really what you're doing. You're not just using it to drive people to your live. You're using it to actually develop a relationship with the people that have RSVP'd or maybe the people that are on the maybe list, right? Yeah. So if let's say I have a hundred people going to my event and I post something to the event, you know, I, I, I'm going live at eight o'clock and then I, while I'm live and if you can pre-schedule a live video, then you can share it to the event ahead of time, which is preferable. If you're just going live natively on Facebook, then you can just take your you know, live video and share it into the event. So everybody gets a notification. You're going to boost your live video because now more people are going to be actually on your live video versus if you just went live on the timeline and just hope people kind of tune in and hope Facebook sends out notifications. 
So you can boost the live viewers by hosting the event. And now you just refining your friends list and seeing who's here, who's showing and that could be a whole topic of content, how to create value-based content. I'm sure you have tons of information on that, Mike, of like how to attract people with content. So that's always really important. Don't just have an event of like, hey, come, you know, BOGO sale. I'm going to create an event for a BOGO sale. It needs to be value-based. What's something that people would be excited to invite their friends to? And typically people aren't excited to invite their friends to a a sale. So what's something they're going to learn? What's value that they can walk away without having to buy anything or sign up for anything? Since you've been doing the live video thing, I just want to go down this rabbit trail just for a smidgen. How long are your live videos and typically what are you talking about? So I do live video. I've been doing live video for four years now. And for the last three years, I've been doing all those on my business page. I used to do seven days a week and it was always at 10 a.m. Eastern, seven days a week. And then over the the last year, I refined it down to just five days a week, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. I've always had that same time, which is really important, having a set time that you always show up at. And my live videos are typically about 20 minutes. If I'm rolling, maybe 30 minutes every morning. And is it interactive or is it teaching? Like, give us just a quick preview. of It's always value-based. So what is something, a tangible tip that somebody could walk away with information-wise that they could go apply it in their businesses or on their social media right away? So, you know, hey, three tips of how to improve your lighting on your live video, three Mm -hmm. tips on how to attract more people to you, three tips on how to get more engagement today. And that's kind of the basis of my content. People can always learn something on every broadcast that I do. That's awesome. And I would imagine because they're seeing you live, typically with a bird on your shoulder. Yeah. (laughs) They're engaged, right? And they're commenting with you and you begin to recognize some familiar faces is my guess. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah. And the cool thing about pages is you have top fans, you have the share, like Facebook has really been promoting reoccurring audience. So they give badges to certain people that are, you know, engaging more than others. So that's really cool. You can also create content exclusively just for those people who have badges, which is really awesome. So you can make them feel more special, like they can get extra perks or maybe exclusive content for being earning a top fan badge. And you can create content just for them. That's with business pages only. Um, I am also a part of a a beta test on Facebook where I have, it's called a supporter subscription. So I can, I have a subscription just for um, our supporter people on our page. That's like like Patreon almost, right? Where people can give donations. Yeah, so it's a month. Well, I don't know how that one works. They can give various amounts on that one. On the supporter, it's just a month, reoccurring monthly subscription for a set amount. Got it. So what's cool about what I'm beginning to understand from you is you're almost like a daily 20 minute podcast, except you're doing it yeah. live on Facebook, Yeah, which is really from cool. From wherever. Yeah. And it takes a lot of discipline to show up five days a week at 10 a.m., no matter what's going on in the world or your life. And that's what's kind of spontaneous. It, it's a schedule, but it's also spontaneous because sometimes I'm on mobile. Sometimes I, we live at the beach. So sometimes I'm down on the beach. Sometimes I'm out for a walk, wherever. Sometimes that's more structured in my home studio. So it just kind of depends on what's going on. So that always makes it fun and interesting. But if you guys, like, I know you just hear my voice right now, but I have short hair, pixie haircut with bright 
teal turquoise hair. And I typically have my bird with me on my shoulder, big white cockatoo. And so I definitely stand out online <laughs> when people see me like, what did I just see? Awesome. <laughs> so that's a whole other thing too. Is there any other, maybe we should jump to the networking side of this. Cause I know you said you wanted to mention that, or have we already talked about that? Yeah. So, well, networking is the piece that so many people don't understand. They think that creating good content is what is going to get their growth. And that's not, you need to create your traffic. So if you're just creating good content by itself, how are you going to get people there to come see it? And don't be naive and think that just, oh, well, somebody's going to share it. Somebody's going to tag somebody and then it's going to go viral. That's not how it works. Very, very, very rarely. And I've never had a viral piece of content. So I rely on my ability to network and get my message out there in Facebook world. What is it? They're like 2.6 billion people on Facebook, monthly users or some close to that. It's too big to count. It's huge. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many people on Facebook. You can't physically talk to all of them in a lifetime. And so if there's so many people on Facebook, like they're there, how do you get out there to see them? One of the places is business pages, other business pages, and networking on other business pages, finding people that are frequently interacting, you know, going to the top fans list on other people's pages. How do you do that, by the way? So you go to, um, you can do it from mobile or from desktop, and you go to the community tab on that business page. And under the community tab, there will be top fans listed, and you can see the entire list. What do you do with that? I mean, give us an example of how that would functionally work. You know, like once we get the list, what do we do? There's a couple of things that I look for in people's profile pictures before I click over to their profile and engage on their profile. I like to see people that have a picture of their face, not a dog or a flower or whatever, because if they're willing to show their face on Facebook, then they're probably a little bit more open to communicating with people from what I've experienced. Not always, you know, there's exceptions. So I look for people's faces and I, of course, I'm looking for my target audience. So I'm looking for the age group and a female audience. And when I find those people in the list, then I click over to their profile. I'm doing this as my personal profile. That's the only way that you can do that. And then I just go to their profile and I like and comment. I call it like a, a little Fallon bomb or a notification bomb. Mm. So I like to get, and I learned this from Instagram, is anytime you want to get somebody's attention on Instagram is you give them a little notification bomb. Like you send them three or four notifications at once because <laughs> you stand out in the notification list right. versus just one by itself. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So if somebody on Instagram, if somebody followed me and then they gave me a bunch of notifications, I'm more likely to follow them back because they're taking an interest and they stand out more versus just a follow for follow. So on Facebook, I applied the same principle and I send people three or four notifications on Facebook and then, you know, make genuine comments that would requ- require a response on their post that they have. So if they shared a, a recipe, a cooking recipe on their profile, I'll make a genuine comment like, oh, that recipe looks awesome. Do you cook at home a lot? Mm. You know, something that would start a conversation. If they don't reply to my comment that I left that was nice then they're probably not going to respond at all. And I try not to send out friend requests when I'm networking with people. I wait for them to send me friend requests. And what, what does every human do in the world when we get notifications from somebody we don't recognize? What's the first thing we do? We check out their profile. Yeah, we go stalk them. Right. Who the heck is this? <laughs> Everybody does it. So leverage human behavior. And the goal is to get notifications in as many people's 
you know, inbox thingy that are not your current Facebook friends because you know that they're going to come check out your profile. This mm. is where having Facebook events and good content, some live videos scattered over there so that they're going to be attracted to what you're doing because you know they're going to come check you out and you just drove traffic to your profile organically without any ads. And one of the hacks that I have, and this is going to be kind of one of my bullet points is leveraging your personal profile and your business page together. So one of the hacks in that is as you're creating content on your business page, which that's where I've been building for the last three years. As I create content on my business page, I tag my personal profile in probably 90% of the posts that I do and live videos for sure. Mm. When I tag my personal profile, you have to not the tag feature. You have to actually tag your name in the description of the post or the video. Important. You have to do it from a computer typically. So it's like join Fallon Zoe as she something you say right in third person or something like that. Okay. Social media examiner, like that's a third party name. Right. And then you have your name. So when you reference yourself, it looks more natural and like a part of a conversation. So social media examiner, you know, like Mike had this great idea. Oh, I see. I'm doing it from the page is what you're saying. Yeah. So you author it as the page, like normal. And then you tag your personal profile. Mike had this really great idea on how to do blah, 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 blah. Ah. And you're tagging your personal profile. And when you do that, then you get a notification on your profile that says, hey, social media examiner tagged you in a post. You want to allow it to your timeline. Should we allow it? Yes. Got it. Okay, good. And so now what happens is your video, let's say I did a video on my business page. That video is going to show up on my timeline on my personal profile natively. It's like in two places at once. And my friends are going to see that hypothetically. Is that what I'm hearing you say? It's going to get better reach because you're co-authoring it from your personal profile. But the networking part that I'm talking about, you know, I said like get people to your profile, Mm. go to other people's profiles, like and comment and they come check you out. Well, if they come check you out and they see post after post after post is your business page. And if they like or comment on any of those posts, which are showing up natively on your timeline, now you can invite them to like your page because they just liked a post that was authored by your page, but it's showing up on your timeline. Love it. On your profile. Love it. Does that make sense? Totally. So this is kind of really a fascinating, I'm connecting the dots on your network marketing background now, (laughs) right? It's really all about relationship building is really what I'm hearing from you, right? But you're doing it in a non-sleazy way. You're doing, you're doing it in an authentic way, which does require work, but you have to go Mm -hmm. out there. You have to seek out people. You have to authentically engage with them. And some of them will come back and check you out. And they will follow you, right? And they will want to be your friend. And the whole thing kind of interconnects in this one crazy, awesome system all on this platform called Facebook. Do I have it right? Pretty much in a nutshell. Yes. And, you know, the, my strategy can work for any size business, but it's really specific to the small business. The person that maybe doesn't have a budget for advertising or somebody who's just getting started and the thought of ads is really overwhelming. And they're like, man, I'm just learning how to use Facebook and do live video. Now I have to learn all this other stuff. Like, what the heck? So it's for the person who has more time and maybe not the budget. I love this. Fallon, we could go a lot deeper, but we've run out of time and I want to tell everybody where they can discover you because a lot of people are going to want to check you out. So where do you want to send them? Okay, so I created a special like uh, free, free download for you guys talking more about this strategy that I have, which I call like the organic growth blueprint. And I have it all written out in a PDF. So you can go to ladytribe.com 
slash SME, which stands for Social Media Examiner. And you can download that free PDF right now. And on that same page will be how to connect with me on Facebook and of course, all the other cool stuff. So you can come check out my profile and see how I do this in real time. Awesome. Ladytribe.com slash SME. Fallon Zoe, spelled Z-O-E, if anybody wants to check her out. Fallon, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your strategy with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I loved it. And I wish everybody the best of success. Hey, if you missed anything, I took all the notes for you at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 407. And if you're new to the show, hit the subscribe button. And if you've been a longtime listener, would you let your friends know about this podcast? This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.